0: I mean, I'm, I'm sure the world joins us in the dark prayers to the plague gods. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Doing a summoning circle to for Nurgle to be like, yes, please.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, okay, I'm going to start recording now. Hopefully not incriminate any of us about wanting the, the U.S. <laughs> president to be dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. There was a great uh, bit today from CNN was uh, filming the president as he left the hospital, right. and there was a guy just screaming, is just being like, oh, "If yeah. anybody wants to go after the president, they have to get through me first. I would die for that man. <laughs> I would die for that man." You're just like, "Come on, dude, shut up. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Just... Come on, man. Just shut up. Shut the fuck up." But in conclusion, oh. I, I fully support you not paying attention to anything involving our. Shitty country. (laughs) Well, like, our election
1: is very soon. Oh, nice. Which which uh, one? The one for Australia or New Zealand? Uh, New Zealand. Ah. Okay. Gonna repeal all all those laws I got passed for The Hobbit that, like, unions
3: are banned. That was weird. My phone rang and it, like, cut the audio. Oh, you're on (laughs) (laughs) dial-up?
0: I mean...
1: I was yeah, I, um, I was riffing about how your, your country's your country's like Pinkerton agency was formed around the Hobbit being filmed.
3: Oh my god! <laughs> but like that should change so many laws in New Zealand. I don't know if I've ever told you about that. No, I watched
1: the I, the most I, I know about it is all the stuff from Lindsay Ellis' video.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she covers it pretty well. Right. But but those laws are still in effect, and it didn't just affect, like, people that work on movies. It's any contract worker. Right.
0: God. How sick is New Zealand of the Lord of the Rings shit by this point? Very. Very. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome
1: back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I'm your host, Alton. With me, as always, is Reese. Hello. And today we have returning guest, Mitch. How you doing?
3: Hey, how's it going? I'm doing all right. Just yeah. Down under.
0: Mitch, who recently impacted my life by posting about World of Warcraft, which made me go, oh, I'm gonna download that. Oh no. And then uh, oh, no. then I was then I was lost for three months until I beat <laughs> heroic uh the heroic raid i had to like i, was I had to like free. pull him out of a like an opium den from like the
1: 1800s <laughs> and just like smack the smack the keyboard out of his
0: hand and like get him into a a cold turkey program well he, he, it was basically he pulled me i was like i got listen i just have to do my plus 15 for the week and he's like no and he slaps me and puts me in the hot water and then the ice cold water and the hot water again <laughs> yeah. and they're like oh, enough all right i'll
3: have a stall that's what happened to to me as well like i was still my plus 15s and my heroic nihil before it was became a problem yeah and people had to put me in treatment
1: reese was telling me uh, something about when he was raiding and i like he's he went on this like whole story it was like five minutes of exp ex- like explaining
0: something that had happened and i was like is what the fuck minutes. does any of that mean I, it was <laughs> I explained what mythic plus was for 45 seconds and he and I could hear his eyes glazing over and he was just like I didn't oh I didn't boy. understand any of that and I was just like fine that's fine but mythic
3: plus is the best thing ever and I'll die on this hill
0: I don't I, yeah, but I don't know what it is and yeah, yeah, just no, saying fair. what it saying the th- the words involved did not clarify things at all Mythic Plus is like a way of doing the Warcraft dungeons that makes them progressively harder with different like variables each week to make it to keep it interesting. A right. way of extending the content. I know that <laughs> that's just for the WoW heads out there.
1: Yeah, let's get into the the actual topic for this week. Which this time we're not necess- we're talking about a specific game, but more in general, just uh, Ubisoft and i was looking around for people who would have just strong opinions about ubisoft and i asked i asked mitch and he told me that uh, he has a lot
0: to say about ubisoft so i'm very Excellent. excited yeah thank you for being on what might be the most depressing episode we, we always bring you on show. for like the fucking depressing <laughs> yeah. shit it's like oh the world's going to be like 80%
1: plastic by the top by like 2040 or something uh yeah Mm uh there's a company like exclusively run by sexual assaulters um and they make video games about how blm is a
0: is a terrorist organization we really should have planned planned like for every other article that we read just like a story about a kitty cat who did something (laughs) fun just (laughs) to keep things keep things on the level
1: Yeah, like those, like, Daily Dodo videos. It's like, you won't believe this old cat has been rescued, now has a new home. Uh, Then they'll say, alright, now here's our next article. (laughs) Rape genius Macelle Ancel makes another video game.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> uh, we're, we're just gonna du- direct the listeners after every article to like that TikTok where the cat is sitting in front of the laptop yeah Hon- honestly me. there's been so much fucking
1: news about ubisoft and i have not wanted to talk about it on this show because it's such a fucking bummer it just drains. reading hearing about it reading about it just drains the life out of me uh-huh. And it's like you know, I think the Jimquisition has honestly done a way better job than I think I I personally could have done covering this topic with their knowledge of the in, like the inside of the industry and their connections to like real journalists and shit. And as I have said before, also it bums me out. So the only reason we're talking about this is because it is uh, it's directly related to a game, and it's so like. Outwardly heinous. Ubisoft, we've talked about them many, many times before, and their cowardice in terms of exploiting political imagery just for like their fucking advertisements, and then turning around and saying, "Oh, that's not political. We're not being political." Uh, It's so common that at this point, it's basically a fucking joke. And we've also talked about things like how in the original Division, another Tom Clancy masterpiece. You got went around shooting, like, people that were supposedly escaped convicts uh, in, in like, the street. There were looters, quote-unquote, who had, like, I don't know. They had a couple of associations, uh, uncomfortable associations, like the BLM.
0: And it's like, now they've just sort of made it explicit, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think, too, on a personal level, it's just been building up between... Alton and I, yeah. uh, us, us just getting more enraged at Ubisoft with each story. And it just seems like talking about it seems like the best way to exorcise this particular demon from our soul. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely I, boiled over. I've spent a lot of time covering Ubisoft
3: games and just like getting frustrated by the quote unquote, non-politics in these very political-heavy games. Mm -hmm. So I just... I also need the vent, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so, to get into like their most... uh, I would say most recent controversy, but by the time this comes out, who fucking knows? uh, uh, A recent controversy, which is a mobile game that they've uh, created called Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, which... To read the words of their Twitter page is a military (laughs) role-playing game where you will assemble the most iconic characters from Tom Clancy's video game franchise to lead them in a real-time five-versus-five battle. And I really gotta say, other than, like, Sam Fisher, who the fuck is a fucking iconic character from Tom Clancy? Like a faceless, like SWAT team member from fucking Rainbow Six? Your customizable character from the, the division?
3: Like, who? That I mean, yeah. yes, that's it. Jesus Christ. I, I'm looking at this roster now and, like, I legitimately have no idea who any of these people are apart from Sam Fisher. He's
1: like the only. Ol- like, I've, like I've the- played a lot of Top <laughs> games. He's like the literally the only fucking guy I can recognize from. The- okay, let me read a couple of these. Featured soldier. Ning Wang and Mas- Masood and El Sueno <laughs> fuck me like I I don't Valkyrie
0: Twitch these are, these are all uh Rainbow 6 characters who
1: are these people they're just so generic like literally the only iconic character i think has that has ever been in a Tom Clancy game is Sam Fisher, because he's got, like, Mm -hmm. an iconic look, he's an iconic character, he has, like, his own extremely popular franchise. You know, there are people out there that say, like, Chaos Theory is one of the best games of all time. Like I'm one of those people. Yeah, so it's like, Ubisoft, I I think that Jim Sterling has talked about this before, that Ubisoft has, like, an issue with calling every single thing
0: iconic. (laughs) Well, I, I think too, is that it's We have to acknowledge this for what it is, is that this is the cheapest, shittiest mobile cash in because everybody else is doing it. The same reason they have that battle royale that no one cares about because they're a big company and they got to have one. That's so true.
1: The bigger the company is, they, they, they just see like these trends and they're like, okay, we have to have that. And they have enough resources to make this terrible idea a reality.
0: I mean, it would be extremely funny if this was like all of like Tom Clancy's characters, like from the books. Like that could be so funny if the, if it was like Harrison Ford's Jack Ryan, <laughs> as it like doing battle with uh, <laughs> with Sam Fisher. Now that's a game <laughs> I might I might try and play, but God. it's just they're they're shitty characters. Nothing about these. Are actually iconic. It's just like, have you played the games that we already made? We made another one.
1: Like, it's just, it's just fucking Tom Clancy. It's just going to be like a generic soldier, like a grizzly veteran, like a, a gruff hero. Like they're all the same fucking guy. Some really bad racial stereotypes. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. So that's the game. But the reason why it got into like the the Twitter sphere news cycle is because of their, the intro cinematic back in August got uh, uploaded and it started a whole shitstorm because you know, this is like the, the riots as of right now are still going on, uh, but like they were at the peak of intensity. I would say when this mm-hmm. fucking trailer dropped and just like everyone fucking looked at it and just mouth agape. And so what I'd like to do is, if you guys have it ready and pulled up, uh, I would like to do a countdown and watch it and just have the audio for our viewers. Because I think the visuals, we can explain some of the visuals, but I think the audio will be enough to get an idea of how bad this is. Okay. Yeah. all right we
0: got the toe reacts. Yes.
1: All right. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right.
2: Three, two, one, play. The world is in an alarming state. Wars, corruption, and poverty have made it more unstable than ever. As the situation keeps worsening, anger is brewing. From between the cracks, a new threat has emerged to take advantage of escalating civil unrest. They are known as Umbra, a faceless organization that wants to build a new world order. They claim to promote a egalitarian (laughs) utopia to gain popular support. While behind the scenes, Umbra organizes deadly terrorist attacks to generate even more chaos and weaken governments. At the cost of many innocent lives. Simultaneously, they have been hacking social media to discredit world (laughs) leaders and rally people to their cause. Under immense pressure, world leaders have come together to authorize a new international cross-agency unit designed to combat Umbra. It is clear, playing by the rules will not win this fight. Yeah, the leader fuck of this the rules. The unconventional squad will need to recruit <laughs> to like from every convention. corner of the world, including the criminal underworld. As Man. commander of this unprecedented squad, we need you. To put an end to Umbra's campaign of Isn't chaos. No Sueno, like, Welcome
0: to Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. From their that like open world co op game. Um, I think so. Wildlands yeah. is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, we root- yeah. We have friends that play that
1: game a lot for some reason, and uh, every time I look at it, I'm just like, this is like a shittier version of GTA's multiplayer.
0: What I got envisioned from that trailer Mm -hmm. is that it's, like, Sam Fisher, like, in a badass gunfight against the other team is just some dude in Portland trying to break Starbucks' window. Oh, my God. Just some fucking teenagers, like, in black hoodies. Exactly. Because, like, you know, it is offensive in one way, but in the other way, that's exactly how the media is currently portraying antifa in an election year it's like a shadowy organization trying to bring down the government from without Mm -hmm. and it's like i don't know it's just it's just so grimy i think ubisoft they're just like very it's very thoughtless too i think that was their reaction to it is like oh ooh people people are looking at this we didn't expect that yeah that's what shitty mobile always game. do they like they
1: literally just like they just take all the fucking news from like the last 3 weeks put them like in a, in a blender and pick out different words to string together as a plot and then are like oh wait people are set we're using real things that happened and, and like in a careless way to sell our fucking
0: the seller fucking microtransaction platform. I can't believe people are mm-hmm. upset about this. Ubisoft is just looking at these things that are happening and they're just like, well, we gotta it's Tom Clancy, so you can't do anything cool with it. <laughs> 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 That's so fucking true. Like they're looking at it as if left
3: bad, but if you just switched a few things and made it like actually the right and like alt right shit is actually kind of doing this in reality
0: mm-hmm.
3: well i don't even think it, it's it's a fundamental
1: like misunderstanding of the entire situation even if you were to base this on like you will have to take down like far rights uh mm-hmm. terrorist organizations it's like there's no organization these are like people that have been brutally alienated and then radicalized by fascist rhetoric going on these fucking lone wolf like shooting sprees because they've just gone off the fucking deep end. And that's why it's so difficult to predict. And then like the same with Antifa, they're like these, I don't know what it is about like conservatives where they like, they, they see the like mass movements of like completely, basically completely independent people. Reacting against what they view as something shitty and think, How could this many people think we're bad? It must be a shadowy organization.
0: <laughs> I- I'm working with Everyman about uh something related to Tom Clancy, and kind of the conclusion that I've drawn of kind of like reviewing some of his older stuff is you just can't do any of that shit anymore because Tom Clancy was like pulling from these world events, you know, the cold war, all the the fight in uh, the Middle East. All of that is broken down. Like it's so clear now that the CIA, the military, all this other stuff is so ineffectual in reality in combination with the fact that all of this kind of like violence that is socially kind of acceptable to engage with that's not from the state is so atomized that it's like it would be kind of funny if there was like a squad shooter game that was about taking out like lone wolves like that but you know it's (laughs) not going to fit into any kind of narrative they want so yeah it's just pure bland nonsense like this trailer now because there's nothing there's nothing for them to go go on to. It would like a real version of a Tom Clancy game, like the conservative outlook that's that kind of outsider like dealing with things for real would be like it was like Tom Clancy's QAnon squad. Oh, no. We take out all the pedophiles with our elite group of murderers.
1: Our elite group of our elite group of operators who are all over th- three hundred pounds. <laughs> that the healing mechanic is in the middle of uh, middle of battle. You have to take your insulin shot.
0: <laughs> you know, oh, I'm okay. All right, you got to take your Mountain Dew, and you get an action, extra a- action point, and you can move three feet instead of two feet. Right.
1: I was like, "Oh no, your character is contracted, not eating nothing but meat." Constipation. (laughs) Slow down for three movement.
3: Oh god, Uh, (laughs) what were you gonna say, Mitch? Oh, like Tom Clancy died seven years ago. Yeah, what the fuck has he got to do with this game apart from like some characters that I guess he wrote? Like, (laughs) Like obviously, he like if he was alive today, he would definitely write a game like this. Like, there's no question. Yeah, except he would make it even more... Listen,
1: if he wrote a game like this today, he would make it even more explicit? There wouldn't even have to be an organization. You'd just be a
0: group of people going out and brutalizing protesters. Yeah, Yeah, if Tom Clancy was alive today, I I absolutely agree he would have been broken by the same thing that's broken all conservatives, and it would be a thousand times worse. Um, Not to call this good, but... like every conservative kind of author like that has just gone off the deep end or just like lives on a compound. and doesn't write anymore. <laughs> like John Le Car, yeah. uh, you know, he, his writing about the, like the spy stuff in the cold war, you know, it's, it's fun spy stuff. And after nine eleven, he's just like turned straight into like, we got to murder the terrorists. With- they
1: don't, they don't write fiction anymore. They write manifestos. Pretty much,
0: yeah. just they don't write fiction. They write the worst kind of fan fiction.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: they're all writing. They're all making fanfics for the Turner Diaries. <laughs> Pretty much,
1: uh, and, uh, and the other thing that he wouldn't have done is issue uh, two apologies. Uh, one I wanted to get into is that uh, Ubisoft, in typical fashion, as soon as they got any pushback on this at all, issued not just one apology but two one from ubisoft main account and another from the actual developers
0: uh let's start with the developers okay (laughs) i will read this very well an update from the team and then a a graphic with the words written on it we have listened to players and the broader community who have pointed out the raised fist imagery as well as how it's portrayed in the opening video is insensitive and harmful we sincerely apologize and we'll be removed in our next title update this Tuesday, September 1st and replaced just with the word Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Uh, that's a little bit of creative writing on uh, Reese's part. It just says, ends with No, September that's right? what it says. <laughs> one, one of us is lying. One of us. Right. Um, and I think that, Another thing is that it's not just like the imagery, although that is particularly egregious and how it associates it directly with BLM. It's like the entire concept is like conservative fantasy. As I've said, the fact that they are, they and their governments are so deeply unpopular does not compute with their worldview. And so they have to make up this whole fucking story about how, Oh, uh, this unrest is totally fake. It's uh, it's Russia. It's fucking... Uh, it's fucking the deep state and, like, Hollywood who are making people hate us. It's not just a natural reaction to our deeply fucking reactionary policies that immiserate and impoverish people, uh, not just in the United States, but all over the world. And it's like... Uh, the concept—it's sort of like oh, it starts off by saying like oh, people are very are have unrest, and it's just sort of like okay, and then it just completely moves on from that. Doesn't it acknowledge that as at at all, and just says, but this shadowy organization is uh, exploiting it. It's like, but you're not going to do anything about the things that are making people angry. <laughs> It just makes me sad that there's, like, there's
3: such a lack of imagination. I was gonna say, that's kind of just, like, Ubisoft's MO, right? They're like, well, right, right, we'll just sweep the under the rug and everyone's forgotten. Yeah, I mean, I I get it that it's, like, this is just for, like, a, a
1: cheap-ass motherfucking Skinner box for the mobile phone. But it's, like, you have... Oh, I I don't know. I I, I should just give up on trying to assign any kind of meaning to it, because it feels like it's just an assembly line at this point. You know what I mean? It's like, people didn't think about what they were doing when they made this. They were like, okay, it's a Tom Clancy game. Uh, What's relevant politically? Ah, riots. Uh, uh, How can we make the rioters bad? Oh, I know. It's a shadowy organization. And they have a fist. mm Mm-hmm. And they're just like, okay, what is it what means riot? Riot. Uh fist. Big fist. Fist to fisting. We're
0: gonna put fisting in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that would rule. Um, <laughs> I, I would agree that I, I would say more so than any other of these big companies. Like, certainly not to speak well of like Blizzard or you know, EA or whatever. Ubisoft it's a company that Whose product is the most synonymous with the term content I've ever seen? It, <laughs> it just—it's just fucking there. It's the, not there good. It it's
1: not bad. It's just there.
0: Even, even for like the plus things that you could say about like the gameplay of something like For Honor, which I've heard is good, or Rainbow Six, which I think does have like an interesting gameplay mechanic. They're involved. Like mm-hmm. they just flatten. Mm all of the, like, I don't know, the the parts of it that have, like, any kind of, like, social or soulful human meaning, just, like, out of, like, just wicked away as much as possible. It's just, there's a bomb, and then there's just these random people from random nations who fight, and there's there's just no, no meaning aside. And that's what you have to do when you have to create so much scalable content when you're also part of the problem they are a massive corporation that's publicly traded and if mm-hmm. they had like a good idea involving tom clancy uh that has to be a part of like the world stage it would immediately affect their bottom line because you know conservative investors wouldn't like it or something like that so it can never have any meaning they fucking have their own riots.
1: they could have done this shit about. <laughs> it was like, why don't they have, like, fucking... I wonder why Ubisoft didn't fucking make, like, a, a shadowy organization known as Umbra, and it just, like, instead of the fist, it's just a fucking yellow jacket appears on the screen. I, I wonder. Maybe it's because the fucking offices would get burned down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. But they, they can look, you know, the, over the seas, and they're just like, don't quite make the connection because they are either, you know, that workers, announcer, warping. by the
1: way, is like 100% like a French guy doing an American accent. Like, you could I'm tell. Sure.
0: I'm sure they just had somebody on who is just like whose job it is to design lampposts. It's like, Do your American <laughs> accent, <or> you're fired.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get, let's move on. So, we have actual articles about this that talk about it from like a series, uh perspective. So this is from Forbes. Ubisoft's Tom Clancy's Elite Squad appears to cast Black Lives Matters as villains. By Dave Thier? Thier? Something like that. Um, Ubisoft finds itself embroiled in controversy again today as the intro for its mobile game Tom Clancy Elite Squad appears to cast the player in opposition to global protests that use Black Lives Matter icon Iconography making for another public misstep for a company that has long had trouble separating militaristic messages from games that claim to be free of politics. The video suggests a fictional world gripped by widespread unrest and protest. A particularly resonant image in the wake of the very real protests that have spread across the country and the world in the wake of the police killing of George Floyd in late May now reflamed by the police shooting of jacob blake in kenosha wisconsin and the vigilante shootings that followed in the game the protests are being controlled by a shadowy organization known as umbra an elaborate conspiracy uh by the way if you look up what umbra means it's just like shadow so points to being incredibly creative
0: there
3: (laughs) oh my god i was wondering what that meant
0: this might be a good time to bring up the article i read before this about what it's like to work At Ubisoft, and they the person was like, I've never regretted anything more in my life because it is the worst corporate culture ever in terms of, you know, all the awful stuff I'm sure we're going to get into a little bit more in a minute. But also, it's just like making creative decisions. It's just like so many people work on every game that it's just like everybody's just mad at each other about everything because they're not included in the decision. Oh, speaking of that. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like literally several contract
1: writers on the project tweeted that they were told that Umbra was more like a James Bond Spectre style organization and had no idea it would be framed this way. Okay, this is a tweet from Brendan Gibbons at Brendan Gibbons. Angry about the use of the Black Power Fist here. I worked. Oh, shit. I clicked on it. Uh I worked on the character bios and was informed that Umbra is supposed to be a James Bond villain organization not something that looks like the what the Q conspiracy people think is happening. Irresponsibly bad optics. Uh just to clarify, I, I was one of the several external writers who did some of the character bios.
0: No, that, 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 that's exactly what they said, is that there's just this constant traffic jam of creative decisions. And what ends up happening is like the people up top just have like four people in a meeting, like a Zoom call, and they're just like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this, and just make the decision. And then the people who, you know, whose job it is to care about this and work towards it, just like find out about it in a month. They're like, uh, what the fuck? And so there's all this like, Boiling animosity at Ubisoft, supposedly, just because of stuff like that, and it's just like nobody is consulted about anything, and they have no clear vision, you know. Which I, you know, is part contributes to the blandness of their games. And I'm not even mm-hmm. like, I, I like a fair amount of Ubisoft games, like here and there, but it's like also, Crash. you can see how much they struggle the to innovate from. <laughs> the tie movie game
1: <laughs> i'm sorry continue continue
0: no what? what now now i'm thinking about the king kong that was for 360 was yes. it yes uh, I remember that because uh, I was working at a video store at the time, and my boss got, like, a brand new Xbox 360, and, like, the only game he got was <laughs> like, King Kong, and we were all just like, wow, <laughs> the next generation. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> of <old> fucking games.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I, I watched, like, a retrospective on the game, and there were multiple opinions about it. Like, people seem to think, like, oh, man, this is really good. Uh, and this ties back into our conversation, like with fucking um, Peter Jackson, the <laughs> the infamous Hobbit lover, who my favorite person, yeah, who ruined yeah. the who ruined <laughs> like contract workers' rights in New Zealand, um, <laughs> working with Michelle Ansell, who has also recently retired, quote unquote from ubisoft uh and as soon as he left there was reports from a uh a french newspaper called liberation uh that he uh has a extremely toxic and abusive leadership so you know two great guys who we love wow. made in that game
0: um mitch i wanted to ask you a question and yes. it's uh, forgive me, I know that you couldn't be further away from uh, France or, you know, a, a corporate viewpoint. But I'm curious from your perspective as an outsider looking into America, like what is the perception of the kind of riots and the BLM movement uh, from where you're sitting? Because um, it's very, it's like here, it's like very present and a very much a part of the discussion. And I and I don't know how that that's viewed elsewhere. Well, So,
3: like, when the initial protests started kicking off, there was a lot of solidarity here. Like, we had the Auckland, um, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd protest march, which was... uh, There's a video of it somewhere. It was big. It was, like, thousands of people.
0: Awesome.
3: Um, But then, like, you know, as news cycles shift, it just dropped. Like, it's not really... If I wasn't online as it were I would not know that's still happening that's such
1: a fucking problem with like news as a thing is that it's like if something big and exciting happens they're like oh we're all reporting on this we're all jumping on this and then if it just keeps happening even though it's still happening it's still like this big uh, momentous moment that is ongoing they're like well it's not news anymore I guess so we're just not gonna talk about it
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that that's where this, this kind of stuff comes from. Is that it's just like only the the biggest, broadest idea can can be absorbed into the corporate hive mind, and there's just no ability, even from people. I'm sure there are people who work at Ubisoft who have interesting ideas, and maybe you know, maybe are actually good people who want to tell good stories, and there's just no way to do that. And so it just, like, eventually some shithead upper manager who's just like, oh, that's timely. And then no one else knows about it. And now the entire company, everyone who works there, is tainted with this. Just to say it's Ubisoft sucks. It's bad poo-poo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just to get into the the more yeah. broad issues with Ubisoft as a company, I mean, it seems like every week there's been a new news story reporting a different C-level executive being an abusive shithead. Um, you know, oh, there was like yeah. the story of, I'm, I don't remember which person it specifically was, but he was like, I don't know. He was like trying to like get people drunk. Yeah. Like I, I honestly, I haven't been getting into it too deep as, as I've said before, just because it is such a bummer, but I, I would re- highly recommend that people go and watch uh Jim Sterling's videos about it. He has, you know, at this point there are like at least five, uh, just covering Ubisoft's uh, fucking shittiness. And I, I think honestly, at this point, no matter what, how much you're looking forward to the new Watch Dogs game, just, just don't get it. Just don't, yeah. don't support this company anymore. Like I. I know that there was like a time in like the game industry when Ubisoft was like one of the most fucking incredible like companies uh like in terms of games that they made. Like they made the Prince of Persia Sands of Time game. They made Beyond they made Rayman. Beyond Good and Evil, Rayman, yeah. Child of Light. Yeah, they they
0: have so many good games. Uh I'll argue for the first Assassin's Creed. Like that was Even interesting. the second one the second the first two definitely were the the solid ones i i just oh, i just crazy. always mention the the first assassin's creed cuz it was like a legitimate, like the setting was like that was like nothing else like the idea of telling this like really complex weird sci-fi story as much as we joke about it now in The setting being Jerusalem is is just like no one else would have gone there, would have even thought to go there. And that was so cool. And now it's like they can't even get (laughs) close to Mm -hmm. doing something like that again. Like literally
1: all their fucking games are exactly the same. Open world Skinner boxes that just never fucking end, just filled with countless busy work. It's honestly... It's honestly kind of sad. I mean, I guess Rainbow Six Siege is the exception, but uh, so many more of their games are this, like, are that
3: open world just trash. Mm -hmm. I do have an anecdotal story about Assassin's Creed 1. Um, It's not mine, obviously, Um, and I don't know how uh, true, I guess, it is, but like it lines up with everything we know about Ubisoft at this point, so... But basically, um, I went to a talk from a game developer. Um, she was a character designer and was just, like, speaking in New Zealand. And she was saying that, at like, when they were doing the character design for Altair, he was, quote-unquote, too Middle Eastern. And they had to white him up for Ooh. Assassin's Creed 1. Oh, or otherwise, they couldn't sell the game. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Which is I like, believe it. Yeah, if you look at Altair's design, you're like, eh like vague like the most vague gesture towards middle eastern character
0: yeah i i mean i'm not trying to lift up it's it <laughs> it's broadness too much it was it's more in comparison to what was there at the time oh yeah you just reminded me of that story Right. I mean, that, that, that sounds... They've had multiple stories like
1: that. Like, the thing where they're like, oh, we can't add playable women to the multiplayer because that, that's too much work. Too many animations. Mm-hmm. It's just like, they've made these excuse, these, like, horrifically bad excuses before about inclusion. And it's like, it's only recently since, like, and I would like to give some, I'd like to give some credit just to, like, the developers working there who are essentially trying to fight back against this shit that they fought they had to like fight so hard to like include like a playable like woman option in odyssey
0: which is the way that you have to play that game for it to be even it any in any way enjoyable because the voice performance of the dude character it's like he's just like sneering and awful but the performance from uh The female actor is like nuanced Uh, I would like to propose the way
1: we name them be in somewhat in line with how Mass Effect is named so it's like Fem Shep like male Shep it's uh (laughs) but it's Assassin's Creed so it's male ass and fem ass (laughs) I'm (laughs) done with
0: that excellent fem ass all the way
1: (laughs) I I, honestly I don't know what the overarching point uh, of this episode is yet I'm just, just covering what ubisoft has done this like if we if i'd wanted to make something about how all of their crimes which i think at some point it might be worth doing just like summarizing every single shitty thing that they've mm-hmm. ever done but it would be so much work because they have done so many things that would be such a big episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> the,
0: the 10 hour ubisoft. To yeah. event
3: Oh, God. We the should, cancellation of Ubisoft.
1: We should do just that a, for ju- like a live stream. Just do it as a charity. Just like every single bad thing Ubisoft has ever done. Just, Jesus.
0: We just do a shot of beer for every bad thing that we <laughs> do. We die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah. I mean, fuck.
3: That's kind of like to bring it back around, I guess, to Elite Squad. Like, Far Cry 6, right? That trailer is almost yeah. the same kind of thing, just in a different country, right?
1: It's so iffy because like I can't tell if it's gonna be I can't tell if it's gonna be good or not because it's like mm-hmm. they're setting it in Cuba. It's during like a revolution against like a dictator, and it's like how can you not make that against who was who was the fucking guy before Fidel Batista? What was his fucking name? It's very. His fucking- name was Barack Obama. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I actually had it right. It's uh, Fulgencio Batista. Yeah, so they've got it set in Cuba during a revolution, and the how can you not make the bad guy Batista, which would make you, in the historical context, Fidel. You know what I mean? It's not gonna. And there's no fucking way that they go that that direction. They're taking like the history of Cuba and removing all the parts from it that are like, oh well, that's
0: a little bit too left-leaning. We gotta get get rid of that. I, I can't believe I didn't make the full connection before this, but kinda all of their games are leaning real hard on this civil unrest thing and then saying it's not political. Mm-hmm. Um like it's like Watchdog Legions, Far Cry Six, The elite squad game and what's that uh i feel like there's something else but it's like all about the civil like the state of the world right now how much it sucks and how in ubisoft which is plugged into that problem <laughs> of late capitalism just squeezing the blood from the stone of humanity and this being like it's not political the division that's the other one and, and it's it's honestly hilarious. Like this weird kind of like psychic projection, like on a corporate level of Ubisoft, just being like, if we make a video game about Brexit, Mm -hmm. we're not responsible for being in the same like class of people who do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, bringing just because you brought on click hawking doesn't mean that your hands aren't dirty on some level. And I wanted to mention from what you were saying before, too, it's like it's coming up most out of Ubisoft right now, while everybody else is like, oh, we're just doing games about elves. We're gonna stick to elves.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna wipe our hands of this one.
1: Yeah, like, it's so easy just to make something fictional and, like, make your own fictional world. You can have it, like, inspired by things, but, like, not have it directly reference real-world events, but they can't fucking help themselves. Like, they're constantly harvesting headlines to put in their shitty games
3: yeah like far cry 5 with like small town christian religious cults like post trump there has to be
0: a direct parallel right they've said as much um i've I've said it on uh other episodes where we've uh, talked about it but in far cry 5 they brought jeff Gersman to an event and they were like, isn't this fucked up that we're doing this white supremacist bad guy thing? And then after somebody got mad, mm-hmm. it was like, no, it's not political, actually. We've been told by someone it's not political, so it's not. And so, oh you, you know, this is, too, all the stuff that they're dealing with. They they know what they're doing. They know it's going to raise their profile. Right. Um, it's just obviously so fucking cynical, which is what makes them the worst of them all. Like, even Call of Duty, which, you know, we all loathe, at the very least, it's just trying to pretend that the Cold War is still happening, and they're just like, we're just going to keep doing that, oh my God. and not, and not <laughs> you know, openly talk about, like, how culpable we are without mentioning our names. I, I love that
1: they try to make war not political. And then also have a trailer with a guy spreading, like, a right-wing conspiracy theory. That's fun
3: oh fuck i forgot i had that like too. The,
1: that ex-kgb agent who was like yeah the soviet union is uh you're gonna break down it's gonna spread propaganda by making uh people unhappy with the government somehow that's something that people wouldn't <laughs> have been in the 1960s <laughs> during the era of jim crow can't imagine why they would be <laughs> mad must be Soviet propaganda. Like I said, this is this is a whole fucking thing over and over and over again. Like every single like right wing conspiracy theory is to explain why people are upset with them when they do obviously heinous shit. Uh-huh. Going back to like how people who work at Ubisoft are not necessarily like evil or the enemy. It's it, it, they really do suffer from the shittiness of Ubisoft more than anyone else because they're mm-hmm. in direct contact with it and pretty much the only way that they would ever have a voice to fight back against that shittiness is um you know for one they can leak things to the press like they've done with like this abuse and two have a union i was
3: gonna say you know it's...
1: and i i've just there's this article here um from GameIndustry.biz back in uh july that says, Uh, French Union preparing collective lawsuit against Ubisoft amid abuse allegations. Uh, Solidaire's Informatique invites victims of sexism and abuse to join as it seeks to take the publisher to court. This is from uh, James Bachelor, And I think that this is very interesting because I hadn't actually heard of this before. I I went looking for articles. But, like, the fact that they're suing Ubisoft on this is interesting so I, I think we should read through this article
0: mm-hmm.
1: sounds good okay uh solidaire's informatique promises total confidentiality and legal support and it is not necessary to be a member of the union to take part quote the repeated acts of harassment and sexual assaults sexist acts and discrimination as well as the impunity of the gr- group that has been subjected uh as well as the impunity of that the group has been subjected to over many years must be explained and repaired. The group said in its statement, quote, the exclusion of a few prominent individuals such as chief creative officer, Sergei Haskowit, is not enough. As those who have benefited from the group's activities are hiding under their leadership. The news follows reports that PR director stone chin has been fired. Allegedly as part of efforts to root out, the toxicity from Ubisoft's workforce. Ubisoft currently faces multiple multiple allegations of abuse and harassment, particularly around the mistreatment of women. So far, several executives have stepped down or been dismissed. Some facing accusations on of their own, and others in protest against the company's toxic culture. In addition to haskowitz stepping down, director of Canadian studios Yanis Mallet and global head of HR Cecile Cornette has also left their positions. Solidaire's Informatique quotes Cornette in its message, who purportedly said, Yves Guillemot, uh, Ubisoft's CEO, is okay with toxic management as long as the results of these managers exceed their toxicity level. It was recently reported that many cases of toxic behavior had been flagged to Ubisoft's HR department, but little to no action was taken. An expose yesterday revealed the toxic attitude against women even extends to Ubisoft's games, with executives insisting a male protagonist be added to Assassin's Creed Odyssey because female leads don't sell as many units. Oh, yeah. So I must have misremembered that because it wasn't that they they had to add a female character. It's that that was supposed to be the character of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. There was no male character originally. That was going to be, like, the the main character. And they was like, you have to make it so that you can choose to be a male character.
3: That's fucked.
1: I know. (laughs) Because it's like, uh, you know, being forced to play a male male character, that's fine. Being forced to play a woman, uh, I don't know. I guess we better make offer player choice. Like, fuck (laughs) Ubisoft.
0: It's interesting. Uh, This is really interesting to me. I am most curious about... Ooh, here's the nice, sorry to interrupt. Here's a nice little
1: tidbit. Solidaire's Informatique previously worked with Game Workers Unite to secure testimonials regarding the alleged presence of sexual predators at French developer Quantic Dream. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for like, sure. For, um, about I, Game Workers Unite,
0: not about the not the sexual predators part. That's bad. That, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I... But yeah, I, I I do think that's cool. I'm very curious about the kind of the French culture and how how similar or different it is because I can definitely just like see this being, you know, a uh, an airing of the dirty laundry, and they just fire a couple people if this was an American company. Yeah. And I, I don't know anything about the power of French unions. I assume that they are more powerful, uh, but don't know for sure. America being
1: like. The places where union go, unions go to die, I think that's a pretty safe assumption to make. Alright, well that's we're getting up to time, so does anyone have anything else they would like to say about Ubisoft?
3: I think it's absolutely wild. Like <clears throat> remember the whole discourse about EA being quote unquote the worst? And like yeah, mm-hmm. they are very shitty. But Ubisoft have done way worse and have way more egregious practices even like outside of all the misconduct and like shitty political washing that they do and like they get away with it it's crazy to me
0: yeah
1: well i think the thing is is that they had this period like in the ps2 xbox era where they built up so much goodwill just by making really good games uh mm-hmm. that it sort of carried them through like the next few generations honestly and it's like uh, it- it'll be interesting to see if they can, can like maintain that public image of the good video game company that they've held on to for so long because it's like you can get away with a ton of stuff if your games are actually compelling and the gamers are just sort of like well game good you good yeah as as they mm-hmm. want to do um but now i think that people are starting to realize like these are all the same fucking game. They've been releasing the (laughs) same fucking game for the past five years and it's not getting any better necessarily. So it's like, are they going to be able to actually like hold out against this? I hope
3: not. Yeah. It's definitely crumbling. Like the image, even outside of like the bullshit, like just the game image is definitely crumbling. And I guess you got to see what happens with far cry six and Valhalla. But mm-hmm. it's Valhalla, right? Valhalla's
1: the next Assassin's Creed. The, the, and the Viking one. They released like the first trailer with like the male character, and then like uh, a couple of days later, I think they like they had the same trailer but female version.
3: No way, I missed that
0: completely. <laughs> oh and, my god. It, really. And uh the reaction was about what you would expect in terms of the comparative dislikes to likes for each trailer Mm -hmm. yeah let me go ahead and post it in the the chat (laughs) oh wow that's uh
1: (laughs) it's just like official trailer parentheses female
0: (laughs) avor this is totally feeds back into the point that we've made a couple times where the quote gamers unquote you know, uh, not not the people who just play games, but the people who take it on as an identity, end up like carrying water for the corporations because they're feeding into this idea that women can't be in the video game without you getting much less views and them getting mad about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is.
1: It, it is such like a fucking feedback loop, and it's really. It's really sad, because it seems like the people who have actual actual power in Ubisoft are they're saying the exact same shit that, like, reactionary chud morons on the internet are. Like, you get, get woke, go broke. Get woke, go broke. I'm a C-level
0: executive at Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, oh. I think the, the real tragedy is going to be is that there there won't really be a fall for them. It's just... Mm the the worse things get for ubisoft the worse their games are going to get in the most like exploitive like scalable way possible where we'll just have like an assassin's creed gacha game mm-hmm. that yeah. <laughs> that just like people are putting you know their entire paychecks to every month so they can get the uh you know assassin with the yellow hood uh mm. for their game <laughs> I gotta get that rare drop. I would um, respect Ubisoft so much more
1: if they put in their new uh, division game the fucking president dying like a dying to fucking COVID.
3: <laughs> oh my god. We
0: uh, that's. <laughs> I mean, isn't that isn't the division all about a disease? That exactly. It's perfect. Oh, we we so just, just gotta get a cough. I'm going to start a Vigatvito account on Mod Nexus that just replaces the opening cinematic for the division with just footage of President Trump. Uh, like oh my God. The video. The hospital. Yeah.
1: Videos of Trump like saying, <laughs> like, oh my God. What has he fucking said recently? He's just like, uh, <laughs> he released a video um, like four hours ago like he's saying he's learning a lot about covid it's like, <laughs> it's the real school not like the reading a book school
0: <laughs> uh.
1: like fucking just saying his incredible you know truly iconic lines not ubisoft iconic and then like he closes out with this line let me read it to you we love the USA and we love what's happening, <laughs> which I, that's, I agree. Well, this is the first time I've like fully agreed with the president. I'm like, yes, I love what's <laughs> happening.
0: <laughs> oh, um, fuck. B- before we go, uh, I want to ask one more question, Mitch. Um, it's mm-hmm. a little, little loosey goosey. I don't know quite how to get at this idea, but, um, You've talked before how you're a little bit plugged into game devs down in New Zealand and people that you know. One thing that always strikes me about Ubisoft is, and I've talked about it in this episode, is how when games scale up to this sizes, how like the creative process breaks down and it just becomes like a fundamentally worse game than like a zillion games that you can get on Steam that have like more interesting ideas, even if though, though there are flaws. Like, what's your perception from talking with game devs about how easy it is to make creative decision decisions and make a game with more people? I I, I don't know. Do you, you kind of get what I'm going at, going with here?
3: I think so. Like, I guess there's only one. I guess major game that comes out of New Zealand, but it also happens to be one of the biggest games on the planet. So that's like a kind of weird
1: perception that
3: Path of Exile. Oh, I didn't no. realize they were from New Zealand yeah 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 um granny games is like literally like a 20 minute drive from my house um and then go outside the office it, and but... just shout at them give me free mount, give it to me <laughs> <laughs> um but like everything else and like i work i don't remember if i had done this when i spoke to you last time but i worked with uh mini motorways dinosaur oh, Poly really? Club, did mini motorways and mini metro um I'd worked with them. Maybe I was under NDA when I talked to you last time. But yeah, it's like a small company, 12 people, I guess. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of everyone I know in New Zealand. Were you you hired to
1: force politics into the game? Oh, absolutely. I made the trailer, (laughs) and I made it so political.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just making Um, a
1: pro-antifa
3: mini-racer game. Actually, no, now that I've thought about it, um, that game Ashen... Did you hear about Ashen? Oh yeah, we've played Ashen. Yeah, so I know people, because that was also made in New Zealand. Um, I know a few people that worked on it, and yeah, they kind of had their, I'm obviously not going to name them. Never um, mind, I played From the Ashes,
1: Black. which is a different game, Remnant From the Ashes, oh, which is a different <laughs> game, which confused me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair.
3: Because they're both like Dark Souls likes as well. Yeah. But, yeah, like just a lot of creative decisions kind of blocked uh aurora 44 is the name of the company that made ashen Mm -hmm. um but the people i know there couldn't really get into it because of nda stuff i guess any kind of bad thing that happens in new zealand game dev is just not talked about um Mm. i don't even know if there's a union here Uh, maybe
1: it just seems like i i don't i honestly don't know how many like video game unions there are because it seems like endemic to like the tech any kind of tech related industry is just like yeah no no unions mm-hmm. it's like anything that happened after like the height of unionization just it got populated with like rich white boys who have <laughs> no fucking clue how to do how to make a union and are pretty hostile to that politically and just yeah. never formed
0: well i i i'm sure it's international that Dudes are just so passionate about video games. They played the Metroid and they loved it. That they're mm, willing yeah. to dis- debase themselves, mm-hmm. and not 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 to suggest mm-hmm. you know uh, that the kind of game devs you're talking about, uh, Mitch, but just like the reason why it's so hard to get you know a union going is because anytime anybody does, it's just immediately they're just all fired, and then yes, wait for the. Started the heat to die down and then they just rehire uh, everyone from a pool of video game colleges that they owe hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: and yeah i know like a few devs in australia as well who just want to get out of the industry because it's so fucked that's why i think mm-hmm. the life cycle of a game developer is 10 years before they like generally quit the industry Which is nothing. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's I think that's crazy. And that's that's the thing that's so insane to me is like people talk about how they should sacrifice all because otherwise video games would be worse. Assassin's Creed seven might be smaller, god forbid. Oh my god. Oh no. But (laughs) but if you could have people whose like whole lives all they've done is make video games, like that knowledge like matters and you can pass that experience down. And I think that actually unions as a whole, would make video games so much better just because everybody would be better at making them. Not to suggest that the people who are making them now are unskilled, but it's just such a constant brain drain because it's suffering.
1: It would make it a genuine trade as opposed to what it is now, which is indentured
3: servitude. Yeah.
0: Just shitty Uh, contract work. (laughs) Yeah, content minds, you know, where the... Few good ideas and and not even few, like there are good ideas out there on the indie scene that you see all the time, mm. and the the good ones kind of get ripped off again and again until it filters up to the biggest companies exactly. where blizzard is is ripping off the rip off that got successful, and then that 's all everyone thinks about a place
1: yeah, really. Mm. The only like indie games and like the modding scene are where creativity and in- risk taking and video games are still happening like unless it's made a million dollars already you you can't sell the idea to a fucking c-level executive with just painfully broken worldview who will just tell you to your face that if you get woke you will go broke because apparently in addition to just being complete assholes they just browse 4chan all day
0: i just watched that errant signal video about like the little spooky games that he played Mm -hmm. and there were just like five indie games that all looked really cool that i'd never heard of and all seemed to have like interesting ideas i played that that game where you like go around and you find the different liquids and the different liquids like you can find like beast blood or the serum of immortality you feed to the tree and that affects the whole future it's Mm -hmm. like this 90 minute game and it was so impactful and interesting uh, and fatum, better Fatum yeah.
1: Betula I I also saw that video that you're talking about and I also pulled that up as like the most exemplary of them I was like I, I mean I was extremely high at the time while I was watching it, <laughs> and I was like man this looks fucking great and then after I pulled it up I spent three hours looking at AI generated personas. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, it's just, it's just to say there's so much more interesting stuff that could be going on if we would just let video games get out of the way of themselves. Mm-hmm. Let video games be controlled by the people who actually love
1: them and are good at them, and not like fucking abusive assholes who just like their power. And want to just keep making the same shit every
3: fucking two like two or three years, Mhm, I will say every developer I know at least like personally is so progressive like I know a lot of trans people that work in the industry in New Zealand, like a lot of queer people, and like a lot of people that make the games are generally like pretty left, but then you have the executives who are just fucking you know
0: business school psychos, yeah. Absolutely. And it's just, there is so much money in games, more money than anything else in entertainment, more or less. And so, the biggest
1: industry, bigger than TV and film, somehow. Like the fact that fact goes a long way to explaining why it's also the worst, most exploitative
0: one. Yeah, exactly. And why. All these apologies and everything you we, we experience are just like, oh, this is what we got to do just to keep on making as much money as possible, and we'll fire this HR director because who cares about him? Yeah, he's not he's not a stockholder. The over. fucking CEO, like Eve Jumo,
1: is still fucking there. He's still like, uh even though he was like, some of the people that are getting canned right now were his personal friends, which probably has a ton to do with why they were allowed to get away with this shit for so long and he's just he's just there he's not going anywhere he's just like oh he makes his little apology and he's like oh we're dealing with a situation we're listening to your feedback and it's like there's without power from the bottom with a union or something like that there's no way that this system will change of its own accord unless Yves (laughs) Jumeau
0: gets coronavirus so we're taking a (laughs) (laughs) you know know. alton you're it's it's so true bobby Kotick personally walked into that new york jail cell and murdered jeffrey epstein and nobody cared (laughs) nobody cares uh except for us which is why
1: we care i mean we are the
0: truth tellers of game (laughs) if uh if, i know every time that we don't release an episode for a month uh, everybody who follows the twitter account is just like they've been disappeared by the cia exactly. they're speaking too much truth but it's
1: actually just because we're sad the, the world makes us sad and that makes it hard to edit
0: exactly Yeah. Uh, it's the it's the only thing that we can do to bear the pain of this this terrible earth is to play destiny 2 oh until my we god <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: all right, that's all the time we've got for today. Um, we're at one minute 35, or one hour, 35 minutes. Oh yeah, that's plenty. Yeah, so Mitch, thank you for coming onto the pod. Thanks for inviting me. Um, <laughs> where can people find you online
3: and all your good work? I guess I, guess I didn't say this, but yeah, heavy-eyed one word um, on YouTube or heavy x-eyed on Twitter because there's an account that has one tweet with the <laughs> without it, the x nice <laughs> and yeah i make videos about games while we play them and sometimes the effects they have on our planet if you want to get real bummed out watch my playstation more video oh yeah so yeah our
1: first we had a earlier episode with mitch where we talked about the environmental impact of video games which is very good you should check that out you should also check out his videos concerning the topic uh you released the part two which is about like the actual console manufacturers using rare earth metals and shit, which, uh, we were- That's looking- part three. Oh, really? What was the part two? Yeah. I've got
3: one about digital distribution and how that's actually oh, worse right, than right, physical right. distribution.
1: Yeah. So go check out all those videos on his channel,
0: Heavy-Eyed on YouTube. Check out his video about Mythic Plus so you can finally know it is. <laughs> it's a good video. He does good videos. All right.
1: So Reese, where can people find you on the internet?
0: You can find me on the internet on Twitter at your very good bud, where I am posting goofs about Halloween, no matter what time of year it is. Hell yeah, that's the fucking real shit. This is Hall- This is our spooky Halloween episode. Every episode, as far as I'm concerned, in my heart, Alton, every episode is the spooky Halloween episode. That's
1: that's a hundred percent canonical. All right, and you can find me at Alton Plays on YouTube, eight Alton eight on Twitter. Uh, you can find our main
0: account for Vigato Toe on Twitter is at <laughs> Vigato Toe. What? I'm sorry, I was thinking because the last time you did this, you told me about the video where you asked me what it would be like if if I was going to date Ian Miles Chong. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked back at the video, and the question was you asked was what would be? Imagine Ian Miles Chong was the perfect partner. Yeah. But but they looked like Ian Miles Chong, and my response was. That would not be the perfect partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So go check <laughs> the out that time, video. Last time I did not remember having that conversation. I'm sure it was 4 a.m. and we were both blitzed. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So our main account for Twitter
1: of the Vigato is at Vigato. Our website is uh, video games are the you can check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash One dollar a month gets you all the pay- the premium episodes. We're putting them out slowly, but we're starting to ramp back up production, hopefully. Uh, where you can get our infamous Mountain Dew at Horror Story episode, which is very appropriate for the season. And very our, good episode. And our episode <laughs> about... Oh, thank you. And our episode about uh, how Bobby Kotick... Uh, fucking killed jeffrey epstein and we go through all the allegedly
0: before too when i said that it was allegedly allegedly non-actionable parody in minecraft and (laughs) the newest episode where uh we have my uh lifelong friend every man on to talk about video games it's quite good they're all good to talk about
1: the vile pervert known as the what is his fucking name he's the he's the drifter the drifter we we
0: can't we can't we can't get into drifter chat all right bye everybody Bye. bye